So, Shauna, thank you very much. Uh, so, welcome to Shauna Toho, songwriter, recording artist, rock and roll tutor, music facilitator, complimentary therapist, and I thought I'd put on jogger there because I know oh, you, yes. you like your jogging. Yeah. I do, I do, I do love a good old run. And this is nice. our first Zoom podcast. Uh, actually, uh, I wanted to get a big ma- uh, mannequin off you from a local shop and we were going to put your face and all on it so you could see the love that was in the room for you uh, I love but that. with COVID <laughs> all shops are shut and we couldn't get it so um, you're yeah. right here in front of me and I'm here in front of you and you yes. are welcome thank you I feel very uh, warm and welcomed and you're welcome here as well oh <laughs> uh, thank you we had a wee sort of uh, when we were setting up there we had a wee sort of yin moment hadn't we we got together and we just chilled out just before this wee moment was about to happen and now all technology is in place and we are ready to rock so yes. the first time uh, I would have seen you uh, back in the day at Glasgowbury Shauna would have been at the early Rural Key workshops where yeah. the building we're actually in now uh full time, we used to just get access to it on a Saturday. And it was yeah. kind of, I suppose, we fitted in uh, running uh, the festival at the time, the G sessions and running, I suppose, the Rural Key as well for young people like your good selves. Uh, so what's your memories back then off the R- Rural Key? And I also should say at this stage, I always keep going on at times the, the, and, uh, about the Rural Key and the podcast. But yeah. as someone that took part in it, I am always mentioning it because someday someone's going to hear it and they're going to go, I like the sound of that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make that happen for a year for 25 to 30 young people. I'm going to fund it. I'm going to keep it there. And all them young people are going to get involved in all the different aspects that were there in the Rural Key. So what's your early yeah. memories off, off that? Yeah, um, it's interesting actually because I was speaking to someone about this just the other day actually Um, but they were definitely very, very important years in my life um, and my development as an artist Um, and just within the music industry generally because um, everybody at Glasgowbury had so much, like you have so much passion and um, you were so, uh, yeah, music, the music industry became a lot more accessible in my eyes at that point because where there's so much knowledge coming from a variety of different people. Um, I feel like there's so much encouragement to sort of be whatever kind of artist you wanted to be. So there was no restrictions to be one particular thing. Um, you could, I just felt like, yeah, I, I just felt like anything was possible. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you've still that belief within yourself, which is brilliant. And going back to that, that time, you would have been attending... Uh, uh, the Rennie Endowed School. I know that you didn't always go there, but for your A-levels, you were in the Rennie. And at that yeah. time, uh, at the Rennie, there'd have been people like uh, the the Leacocks uh, uh, from General Fiasco guys. There'd have been uh, Shea Toho, yourself, and yeah. uh, and Grace, who then uh, became a member of your first uh, band. But what's your memories of in the Rennie? Was it like, you know, with all them... Uh, different people, uh, Owen, you know, Owen Strahern and, and people like that, at the same time as yourself being out playing in the early days and uh, you went to a school that wouldn't maybe have been, like any school to be honest, uh, wouldn't really be a school that you could turn around and say, 
I am going to this school because of music and rock and roll and learning yeah. to, to craft my, you know, my passion or, or learn to, get, to, you know, play up in the, the, the school stage and all that goes with that. But for you that time, it must have been exciting being young and knowing that you weren't alone in a school that was all creating music at that time, you know, like the, because at yeah. that time, it would have been the tides. So what about yourself then and Grace, how did you link up and how was the music in the school? Um, I suppose actually whenever, so whenever Grace and I kind of got together, she was actually at the high school and I was at St. Pius's at the time. And, um, and we actually met through, I suppose, yeah, we, we sort of met, I think I seen her playing in some, I think I seen her playing actually in Stephen Leacock's band, um, Blinder at the time. Do you remember Yeah, Blinder? that's right. Leakies, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And then uh, obviously like whenever we all started to go, um, come along to the Viral Key project, then that's whenever things started to kind of, you know, our friendship develops further. Um, yeah. And then Grace and I just, you know, it was just so nice to actually have that environment because I feel, I never really fitted into a lot of the groups in my school because I was always the the kind of uh, strange rock kid, you know? Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. well, uh, but, I mean, I suppose in a sense that uh, I know what that feels like myself, even going back to my days, you know, younger, and you always want to be along with people that are similar and, and, and their love of something, which was music for you. And yeah. the, the Angel Fall then, there was yourself, Grace and Grania. O'Neill, yes. didn't she join after that? Yeah, so you, you, were, yeah. Like, you were like the three-piece powerhouse. You were the Spice Girls of rock and roll in the area at that time, weren't you? Girl power, uh, let's put the fist up to girl power. I know, Woo. Yeah, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so, and actually, I've been flying that flag even today. I'm really like, you know, wanting to get more women in music, you know. Yeah, and, and, like, I, and so just on that there, uh, like noticing even like yourself now, uh, what you're doing online and, and getting the different members to, to play along with you and Femme Fatale and all the different things that you're doing and breaking down your own tunes and all. Well, yeah. that is a massive uh, runaway, you know, from where you were, I suppose, earlier on, um, as you say, mixing in the rural key, mixing and going to the G sessions as a punter and eventually as a player, even uh, looking back on that there, what, what was that kind of like for you then to now that what you've just said there going back to yeah. then you had a three-piece girl girl band going which I suppose for you looking back like was chatting earlier on and to Cahar and Lindsay and Lindsay about this about uh, women in music and the roles yeah. they have in music not just about the the front being out writing the songs about the PR the management the agents you know uh, everything that, that sort of evolves around the industry that now as uh, there seems to be a different push and what you're doing is all part of that movement and how's your feelings in that you know now yeah I think like it's interesting because whenever I was younger I never really noticed as much that it was all girls really because I feel like we had a really supportive kind of network and it was just about people doing what they wanted to do but I think as I got a bit older and then was um kind of playing in different areas that's whenever you started to see that maybe women were treated slightly differently yeah. um and uh yeah you can you can definitely see that that happens and there's different comments and things but i i just try to like you know make, keep it as positive as possible and just kind of like yeah. you know do you, do keep you make, flying the flag yeah yeah no 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 brilliant but just going picking up on that there the comments and all uh, was that something at the time when like say for instance even back to the angel fall days your first band do you feel that when you were out there playing that oh you're going to be oh we're a, a rock band here and and 
X, Y, or Z's out in the rock band, they're looking at us different, or uh, promoters, are, are they looking at us different, all the bookers and all that goes with it, but did you feel that then, the way it is now, or is it better now, or is it... Uh, it's definitely better now. Yeah. I, well, I, I do think it's better now, but I also think it's because, um, yeah, people are a lot more aware of things now, and a, a lot more aware of, like, maybe how they treat people and things. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you still it's, do it's, get odd comments now and again <laughs> yeah uh yeah is that you, but like from you started with angel fall if you think of the explosion of online now and all the different networks that's out there we don't need to be shouting who they are because everybody knows who they are now anyway and there's yeah. platforms there for artists there's platforms there for businesses there's platforms there for uh, forums to talk there's all these platforms and everybody's an expert <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's and, true. Uh, so, uh, and uh, it's kind of like, um, I suppose, like sitting here, me and you now, I'm sure there'll be somebody, you know what I mean? And they'll probably yeah. say whatever. But, you know, who gives a shit? We're doing this. Exactly. We're happy enough. And at the outside forces of that, sometimes you will have no control. And as a female artist, do you think that's harder to control than as a, a male artist out there? Or is it a bit of both? Uh, I don't know. It's a good question, actually. Uh, I'm not sure because I suppose you can't really control what other people are going to say or do or anything. But I think, I don't know, I think all you can do is just crack on and be your best self and just be, you know, yeah. regardless of whether you're a man or a woman, just like trying to push forward and what, what genuinely you love and what you want to be and who you are. And that genuinity is going to get you, I think to the place where you want to be, I yeah, think. Yeah, no, no. If that no, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I, I, know what you, I know what you're saying there. So how yeah. do you cope as an individual? And as, uh, you know, because sometimes, no matter what kind of skin we have, sometimes it can be pierced, you know, if you know what I mean. And uh, yeah. so how do you cope with that? If the skin, say, for instance, may be pierced. So I definitely feel like my my skin has become a lot thicker over the years. Yeah. Um, but I, like... I, all artists and all people are sensitive really underneath it all um i definitely feel like most most of the time when people give you a comment of what they believe it, it says more about the person who's saying the comment than it does about me yeah so actually i've learned to try and uh kind of take everything with a pinch of salt and just kind of take the things that i want to take from whatever someone's feedback is and use it as a for the silhouette era for yourself um uh you did come out with something, you know, completely different. I suppose at the time there was a lot of bands, guitar driven, and all of a sudden you and Sarah and you were you were using and, and along with Pete and all that there and uh, yeah. you know and that's when the Rural Key uh, EP that you were on with John Gribbon and the Q and Una yeah. Clark and Junior Johnson uh, and yes. as I say. Well, Paul's still going now with the Woodburn and Savages and I know. Your, yourself so with Rouge, yeah, and still uh, total respect for yourself and all. So you. with Silhouette, what was your thinking there after sort of Angel Fall and the way you were writing the, the songs, like, you know, Volume Destroyed and the age yeah. you were then where, you know, you, you were... Were you singing about the world around you? You were singing within yourself because I think a lot of the time in, in the volume destroy. Was, I suppose it, it was like a, for people that don't know out there. Uh, to me, it was all about being young and uh, something yeah. that you were, you know, that you were sort of struggling with. And it was quite interesting, and the sound was quite interesting. So, why did yeah. you go down that route, and what made you change where you were at? Yeah, uh, I suppose I kind of just thought to myself that. Um, 
I don't know, I was really starting to love, uh, well, I was getting into a lot of Tori Amos and, um, you know, just like more like Ludovico and Audi and things like that at that time. So yeah. I, I kind of just started to think, I just want to have a bit of time to sort of be a bit more uh, spiritual with my music yeah, in a way. Yeah. And more, so, ad- more adventurous with your vocal maybe too, you know, because it yeah. was a different style for you. Because you were a powerhouse yeah. from right from the start. So, and you still are a powerhouse right up to now. Like, So you must okay. be, uh, it must be the, the air that you were born among and uh, that keeps you in such good a strength there. You can explain so. to everybody how you can do that, protecting your voice and all that. So yes. going back then, I say you put out uh, with Silhouette and things started to pick up. You know, people started to sort of talk, you know, about you. And how did that feel then in Northern Ireland? And what's yeah. Silhouette? It was awesome, actually. Because um, I suppose um, when I was starting to do the Silhouette stuff, I also was playing bass for Pete in Ram's Pocket Radio That's right. as well. So That's right. I suppose Silhouette was kind of just a wee chance to sort of express myself in a different way. And then, you know, just see what happens. And then it started to pick up momentum. And I was just like, oh, actually, maybe the stuff is you know better than I thought it was or whatever um and and it was really cool to get the NHRS board um ad yeah and and that was brilliant that was brilliant and especially at a time um for um, I remember I'm back in the festival and I remember when uh the the, right back at the start because we were the uh the first Greenfield Festival site I remember uh, a few years in uh they were looking at the sperns and they were looking at uh you know, what is the Sperns? You know the way the big sort of organisations like that would look. But now it's all about events. It's all about, you know, uh, the scenery we have, the films, everything that's going on. But back then, there was very little, you know, sort of advertising as such, other than advertising for outside tourists to come in, rather than, yeah. you know, bringing the tourists we have and the industry we have and the people we have, keeping them there. Uh, I was talking about staycation back in 2000. Now it's the coolest thing ever in 2021. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. But uh, so that was brilliant uh, that they picked a local song and now fair play to them. That was something that they started and was something they stuck by. So do you want to yeah. chat about how that came about and, uh, and how did it feel for a song uh, for someone, you know, just from, from Mara Felt having a song played all over the world, really, yeah. to be honest? Uh, how, yeah. how did it come about and how did it feel for you? Um I think I had put the song onto a compilation CD with a few other um, artists and uh, I think that compilation CD was sent out to a variety of different kind of industries basically Mm -hmm. and Belfast, um, or sorry, the Northern Ireland Tourist Board got, obviously got a copy of it and then what they were like, uh, I think they just got a, a perfect time whenever they were looking for a song but I didn't know that this was you know, happening in the background. Brilliant. And then I got a call from um, Jimmy, uh, who used to manage uh, Owen Strathern and... Yeah, Enda. Jimmy Devlin. Um, yeah, Jimmy Devlin, yeah, yes. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and he just said, oh, um, I've just actually, you know, heard that any tourist board are thinking about maybe wanting to use your song. If, you know, can I put them in touch with you? And I was like, amazing. Okay, because Jimmy, I think, was to, to, like, he put the compilation together. And um and I was like, Yeah, okay, cool. So they just uh got in touch with me and then I like I didn't have a manager or anything at this point. Um and I was kind of like really out of my depth, didn't really know what I was doing. Um but then yeah, they uh, they basically said they wanted to use a song and I was like, Amazing and I I couldn't believe it actually just to, you know, hear it on the radio and the 
you know, TV and stuff. I was yeah, like, and we were so excited. We, we were so excited at the time, you know. I remember one time, I don't know if you remember yourself, uh, you coming up, you and Pete, and you come up to, uh, to me and Stella, and that you uh, had aspirations to start your own publishing label and your own yeah. record label at the time. And yes. I, I thought that was amazing because you were like, you were young and you were thinking, right, I'm going to take control here, you know, uh, yeah. right from the start. And uh, I, I remember we, we talked through it and as much as I could know and as much as we all knew and as much as everybody and it sounded really good and you you were thinking about getting the business plan together at that time and and putting it all together and getting it all out obviously it didn't uh come out but it's something i think by at least what you and pete done that time you learned a lot of what the wheels look like what way the industry kind of looked like you know because uh not long after that uh you had uh you were all of a sudden playing with Gary Lightbody of Snow Patrol. Yeah. yeah. You know, That's so, right. uh, I mean, you went from uh, uh, tourist dead swooping around uh, Northern Ireland to um, with what, the most successful band in Northern Ireland. Uh, yeah. Uh, so how did that come about too? And uh, what was that like for you? It was amazing. Um, I actually was so shocked about this as well because um, I think, uh, so... Gary Lightbody had heard some of Ram's songs and asked Ram's to support one of their shows in London. So, of course, Pete was really, you know, up for that. And I obviously was as well. I wanted to, you know, help him out. And um, and then about two days before the show, I uh, got a message from Pete's manager saying, Sean, I've asked you if you would be up for singing with them as well. And I thought he was like taking the piss out of me, to be honest. Um, and I was like, oh, you're joking, like, like, you know, why would they want me to sing kind of thing? And they said, no, honestly, like, you, you, could you learn the song in the next two days? And I was like, well, yes, of course, I'll like, I'll learn the song. So I had to learn two songs Brilliant. in two days. And I was freaking out because I'm not very good with remembering lyrics at the best times anyway. <laughs> so I was like, oh, God, I'm going to forget. But um, yeah, so whenever I did that one show with them, then they asked me to do the MTV Awards. And then after that, they asked me to do the European tour with them as well. <laughs> So that, was like, that's amazing. And, it's so uh, good. And uh, so see that kind of exposure, you know, uh, in the back of your mind, like, you you know, so you're flying from Angel Fall, and your uh, silhouette, and then all of a sudden you're in a tourist board ad and uh, you're playing up with us and, the, and you're playing out your own shows and headlining yeah. your, your own shows. And uh, you're playing in front of thousands of people with Snow Patrol and... Uh, how did did you think at that stage, right? I am. This is you know what this is all happening now, or did your head buzz with it all, or did you still say kind of focused and going, this is what it is now, and next phase coming up? Um, what did it feel like, you know? That's a really good question, actually, because I think I probably you know I was really living in the moment in a way because I really just wanted to enjoy every minute that I had, and I felt i i felt i constantly felt really grateful and um you know for where i was and the opportunities that i got and also just from the support the whole way like from you guys all the way through to my family and everybody who's got me to that point so it was really you know it was amazing to kind of have that um yeah i just enjoyed every moment but i i think yeah i never really considered it um like coming to an end or anything, but I did think, yeah, things are things can only go go up from here, really. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. And, and and that's totally that's that's why I sort of asked the question, and yeah, it's, it's something that uh, 
you know, and also the experience you would have had on them big stages would have been amazing. And, uh, you yeah. know, and like going back just there, uh, you mentioned there uh, your your family, uh, yeah. you, you know, uh, your mommy uh, being a singer and your granny. Yes. And uh, so there, obviously there was uh, always music about and you were the one that, the, the music blood from your father and mother because I remember years ago they were, in, they, were, they were in a band and playing all yeah. around the country and you would have possibly been really young then. Yeah, I would have been, yeah. Yeah, very young. I think like um, most, yeah, a lot of my memories were at the weekends my, like mum and dad would be out uh, gigging. The music was always in, in, in your good self all along. So yeah. you moved down to Goldsmiths. Uh, uh, you left, as I suppose, uh the shores over here and done a course in uh, London uh, yes. and uh, it was a short course yet yeah. and the, is that then uh, where you met uh, Colette was that the course uh, or, or did you move I actually it's interesting because I, I I actually first of all went to this uh, music residency for four months in a place called Sirencester so yeah. it um, it was kind of on the west coast um of England I suppose um, and I lived I basically lived in a commune um, learning to grow vegetables and um, like, were, you, were you drawn uh, yeah. to it or what what made you go there in the first place and what made you uh, think I'm going to London or, or how I did think, it do you know I never really wanted to leave Northern Ireland to be honest yeah. I think it was just it got to one point where I was like do you know I would just love to actually one of my best friends in Northern Ireland she's called Helena Hamilton she's an amazing artist um, and she used to do lots of different kind of residencies all around the uh, Europe and the UK and beyond. Um, and that would mean, you know, she would just go and live there for a few months and work on an art project. So when, you know, when she spoke about it, I was like, I really want to do something like that with music, like just for a couple of months and see if I could figure out what kind of, you know, style I want to go into next. Um, and then I came across this particular one and to be honest, it was actually interesting because I had been thinking about it for a while and I feel like I really attracted this into my life because I got an email through from a random email telling me about this residency that had, you know, showed you how to grow your own, like you live off the land, you did community work with, um, I worked in a rehab centre, like doing art classes and stuff like that. And, That's brilliant, um, brilliant. It was so good. So yeah, when I seen it, I was like, uh, this is where I'm meant to be. I just knew that I had to go for it. But I only intended on staying there for four months. Um, but I ended up in London because, um, yeah, at the same time when the my kind of residency was over, one of my friends was moving out of his house in London and he offered the room to me. So I was like, hmm, it's very unusual. This is exactly the same date. So yes, I'll just go for it. Brilliant. And uh, <laughs> so... That all, and Sorry. being there then, uh, so you moved to Bristol? Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, is, that, is that where the, the the Reformation of the whole, you know, the whole rose, so, you know, if you look at it, you came out with Angel Fall, it was um, all guitar driven. And yeah. then you went into uh, Silhouette and it was more, as you say, finding your spiritual self and finding what that was all about. And then yeah. all of a sudden, here we come to Rose where, uh, you are now and uh, yeah. so for everybody out there and those that don't know how did Ruse come about uh, and the name yeah so um, yeah so I started writing the Ruse stuff initially in that residency but whenever I moved to London first of all I was um, I did that Goldsmith short course but um, I met Colette actually through 
a, f- a kind of friend that I met in a church actually. <laughs> she was uh, this girl, um, she's called Ruth, um, who played drums and I wanted her to play some drums for Ruth at the time. Um, but she was really busy and then she recommended I get in touch with Colette. So uh, that's whenever I kind of, um, yeah, we, we kind of met up and had a jam and Colette played with Ruth for about four years or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, then we decided to part ways, but it's now been a bit of a revolving cast of really cool new musicians. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And because and, I remember going to Belfast, uh, seeing, uh, uh, was a, I think it was an industry showcase day. I think it was Love and Death you were playing. Yes, actually. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember what the event was. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so you were playing uh, in there, and there was a great crowd, and it, it sounded really good. I was chatting to you briefly. I was in actually with Paul Connolly that night. Yes. Yes, and uh, and I think they were playing as well. So it, it must have been like a like a showcase, and I think uh, that was your first trip over into Belfast as Ruse. And uh, so, do you feel that when you come back home, then that uh, you know because. There you were touring all over the world, i.e. with uh, Snow Patrol, and you, you know, you you played up and down, uh, I suppose, north and south of Ireland. You've you've done the the support slots. You've you, you know you've you've done the headline slots, and uh, here you are now with uh, a brand new uh, a brand a brand new band and a sound that you first came out and loved, which is rock. And uh, how did that come about again, or did you just go, "Yep, I found my spiritual guru inside me. Now I'm going to rock and roll yeah. again." Do you know, it's actually interesting because um, I, I started doing some, the first EP with Rocky. Yes. Um, at the OEA. Yeah. And, um, and he, he basically put the seed into my head again. He was like, you know, maybe we should try and put a bit more like rock guitar on there. And I was like, oh, you know, I've been trying to stay, you know, stay away from it because, <laughs> you know, I did that when I was a bit younger. Mm-hmm. And he was like, but honestly, I think like, you know, it really suits you and, you know, you should give it a go. So that's kind of, he planted the seed and then I started playing around and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot how much I love rocking out. <laughs> yeah, 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 shaking so, your head. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, yeah, again, uh, that's a, 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 like about Rocky and that's, I suppose, sometimes when you go into a studio with certain producers, they'll they'll try and, you know, they'll try and maybe not uh, interlude in your song, but try and give you something different and all of a sudden then, here you were, you were out as a... Uh, as a rock and roll band and how yeah. did that all, how did it all start did you just think right how i'm back here again now um i've done the big thing in the tours now i'm back out to start again with ruse and how did it go with the start for you there then uh at the start it was interesting because i think because i had kind of moved away from my support network in a way like um and moved into this big old city of london um it's a very different experience and i think um yeah i probably felt to be honest quite lonely to for the first few years um yeah. and yeah it was it was a wee bit more difficult to kind of you know my my passion was so strong and it still is um and i was just really determined to make it happen but then i did i met an amazing um guy called john glennon um who became ruse manager for about four years as well um, and we're still like the best of friends. He, he's, um, you know, from Kilkenny actually. There you go. Um, and yeah, it was just, uh, having that kind of support network as it built up, it just, you know, yeah, it just made things a lot easier and yeah. And give you then we so- got signed. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. And so, so yeah. see there when you were like, so you, uh, you were in London, so, 
uh, why, why did you move to Bristol? You know, did it just, why uh, Bristol? Yeah, I moved to Bristol, so I was in London for four years, actually. Mm. Um, and then I just decided that, well, to be honest, uh, it probably is like p- partially my partner, Rob, because uh, yeah. we, we wanted to get out of London. Um, because it's, uh, you know, it's a great city and stuff to experience and it's good for music and things but both of us kind of wanted to have something that was a bit more chilled out and we yeah. wanted to we want to come home um but because of uh yeah my, uh, my partner's training we had to go um to still stay here for a little bit longer until he finishes it yeah um, so so yeah you, you, you're looking forward then to coming home you're yes you're, you're a home bird after I am. many yeah. planes many trains many uh, coaches and cars but you are a homebird at the end of it all that's exactly yeah. it <laughs> yeah brilliant and so also to uh, you know you're very much into meditation and uh, you were chatting yeah. earlier on and uh, and keeping the mind body spirit uh, all all strong and you know your positive outlooks uh, uh, online since uh, like when you first I suppose like uh, heard lockdown was happening. Uh, obviously, you had, had a lot of plans, like a lot of yeah. musicians, and uh, a lot of plans that you planned yourself and recording and whatever else. And all of a sudden, we we're pulled into this place. Um, for you, then, what was your thinking when this all was happening? There was a lot of all these negative things coming out, and musicians were nearly being uh, uh, put invisible in front of everything else. If you know what I mean, yeah. creativity had stopped. What was yeah. that like for you? Um, you know, it's interesting. I actually, I feel like I went into full on protection mode, actually, and pretended, not that I pretended that it wasn't happening, but I did, I felt like a huge responsibility to keep everybody else positive. So even though, like, I, I panicked a little bit initially because our, um, so Ruse, like, I was, well, I was on tour, basically. We'd just come off um, supporting the darkness and then. We're just doing our own little tour. And then all of a sudden, um, yeah, my, like the tour got cancelled and I was like, oh, I don't really know what's going to happen. Um, but then I I then took it upon myself to just, I wanted to try and keep people uh, positive. So I started doing acoustic sessions and like drop-in sessions for people to have chats and quizzes and everything. Yeah, you quiz um, master and everything, yeah? Yeah. Quiz- yeah, well, well, I mean, look, just mentioned the darkness there. Uh, yeah. I know that uh, the Woodburn and Savage uh, supported them in, in Galway and uh, I think it was Russian Dubs and yes. Shay, Shay Toll, I was like when Shay was growing up, their album had just broken. He was a massive fan of them. Oh, so uh, to think that you were in tour with them, you know, he'd have been looking a wee ticket, you know what I mean? But, I uh, know, he should have let me know. I would definitely have uh, got him. You could have got him in backstage. You could have met course, the guys. But definitely. Uh, so that's showing that, uh, and they, the Darkness had come back out and they were, they were selling out all their gigs because uh, they had returned for you uh how did you get that gig or was that your manager or agent or agent or did you just uh, did the band hear you you know what i mean it was actually well it's it's quite an interesting story actually um so we were marshall uh who i was signed to um they took uh colette and me at the time out to nam in la to do we basically <laughs> Uh, we're just showcasing on their stage. So it was just promoting martial amps, essentially. But, um, uh, yeah, so basically we had, yeah, we were basically at the kind of like amp area. And, um, oh my gosh, I've now forgotten 
<laughs> the guitarist's name. My brain is not working. I think it's because it's late. My brain isn't it's working right. as well. It's all right. Uh, Dan. You... Sorry, Dan. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. So um, Dan was also, he was sent to the same hotel as us and also was uh, doing some martial kind of demonstrations and things. And um, and we were we became really, like quite good friends actually at that time. And um, I just ended up saying to him, uh, we were getting a taxi back to our hotel. And I just happened to man- mention, I was like, oh, so have you guys got any, you know, albums coming out or any tours planned or anything at the end of the year and he was like actually yes we're going to be releasing our next album actually and we're going to be on tour probably November December time and I was like oh well if you need anybody for support just uh, give us a shout we would absolutely love that and I just said it as a joke well not really a joke I just <laughs> said it as a cheeky comment basically and then uh, about maybe two months later I got a message asking if we would support and I Brilliant. was like Amazing. Brilliant. It just shows you if you don't ask, you don't get. Fair play to you. It's a small world, isn't it? You yeah, know what I mean? it is. You know, but there, that just shows you, like, you know, you're, you're sitting one uh, one minute with uh, Snow Patrol and then you're, you're yeah. rocking it out over in the darkness side. You know what I mean? I know. And, it's amazing. But, <laughs> it's brilliant. And so you were, whenever you were saying about online, so you were doing acoustic sessions online and you and you were breaking down uh, the songs from uh, the your album Warriors, you know, and so... How, how did that uh, come about? Did you just decide, right, I'm going to go on here and, and I'm just going to explain the album? Because all of a sudden with lockdown, like a lot of people, your album would come out next thing it was like frozen in time, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, so how did that all come about for you? Um, yeah, I suppose I just kind of took a bit of time and um, I, I sort of put together a, a, an entire document of loads of ideas of things I could do to keep promotion, kind of, not just promotion, it's just really keeping people's spirits alive. I just wanted yeah. to let yeah. people know that you know that their things are going to eventually get back to normal but yeah. here's something in the meantime and i just thought an acoustic series would be really nice to have different versions of songs and then that's whenever i led to the like femme focus sessions where i started to collaborate with different online female musicians all from different bands and all and yeah and, yeah and but you were like the, you were like a conductor of it all i've watched a few of them you know and uh like uh the different sort of players you had, you know, that, that and they all had the cool stances. And the, uh, yeah, and uh, <laughs> I think the, the lady that's playing drums, you know, has got the big hair, yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, 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 she's yeah, great. Yeah, she's got the hair and all, and she nearly rocks out as, as, as good as yourself, you know. And you have a cool yeah. bass player, too. And yes. so, them other artists, uh, was that all sort of part of the whole, uh, you know, on the run up to like, say, like Women's Day, or was it sort of for your behalf? To, uh, the w- International Women's Day or was it just yeah. a case of just getting all female power together and let's rock it out you know what I mean uh, so the, initially whenever whenever I started doing it last year it was just because well actually to be honest I think it was because I wanted to try and find more musicians near where I am um, to try and like just create a better community because um, even though I've been in Bristol for like near two years now I don't really know loads of people here yet yeah um, yeah because we were so busy with Ruse and then the last year has been obviously lockdown, so it's been difficult. So I just thought that'd be a really nice way to build a nice community with other It's a really good, really good idea, yeah. And nearly like, so that you yourself always have that collective that you need to draw on people to just come in from other bands. It's a great idea and it could yeah. be, a, do you think is that something like, uh, will happen more in the future now like what is your sort of feelings of uh you know what's industry going to look like after we all open up again and how we're going to open up and uh it because it obviously it'll yeah. change 
it'll change yeah. in many ways. Well, what's your feelings on that there, Sean? Yeah, I, I'm not 100% sure, but I do feel like, um, yeah, I think people's thought processes have slightly shifted. I think there's going to be a lot more... Um, I don't know whether people just do solely streaming gigs, but I think that will be become a bit more normal at, say, if you got a ticketed event. Yeah. Maybe people will also do live streaming so they can kind of, you know, so people don't have to go to the gig, they can watch from their homes. And in some ways, actually, I think it's made it more accessible for people who maybe, you know, have... Um, you know, an inability to be able to make their make the gig, or you know, yeah. they need to be. Yeah, they have disabilities and things. Do you do you feel that uh, more people are buying music now than maybe before because uh, more people are realizing that what it's like to be a creative in many of the different creative industry sectors at the minute, Jonna? Yeah, actually, I have noticed a lot more people. Just even from Marie's perspective, I am noticing people are buying the records off my website, and yeah. I can see you've got a lovely wee poster in the background there, Patty. Yeah, I uh, see. So that. yes, and, yeah, and 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 it certainly is. There's another one, "Never Be Beat," is around there, but this one will be here forever. And uh, today we're yes. warriors, and that yes. is what we are. And well Thank noticed you. in the background there. I yeah. just going to take it over and let you have a big hug of it. But, oh, really? Uh, <laughs> so yeah, no, I noticed. That, 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 that's interesting there. So there's more sales. And do, uh, because what what you've been doing is, uh, with uh, your different series is, and uh, like even uh, going to Rouge now, and even the, the amount of sort of singles that come out, like uh, Shake Shake being your first one, which was a you know, it was a groovy pumping song, you know what I mean? And, and uh, all of a sudden you had an album and there were singles after single, you know, and a bird song, a powerful rock yeah. song, uh, and Miss You and Monsters and Heart Is On Fire. You know, you were coming out, it was like freaking one after the other and one after <laughs> the other. But all all the tunes uh, on the album, and you've said it many times, I'm sure, in many interviews, uh, it's... Uh, it's all about people's resilience. It's about people's mm-hmm. own inner power. It's about people being positive. It's about people uh, knowing that sometimes we just get a fucking rattle and sometimes yeah. we just have to roll and then we come back around again, uh, nearly like shedding our old skin and stuff like that yeah. there. And, uh, did you feel that giving out the likes of, you know, everything's so personal as such uh, to the people uh, to, you know, energize them in a sense, uh, how did that all, you know, for you as an artist, yet again, feeling to put that out and then coming right out after it and saying, this is this message, this is this, and this is about, part of, you know, meditation and all that goes with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought, like, you know, I think, what, you know, just releasing those singles and being able to talk about it actually is um, quite powerful just to see people's response. And, um, yeah, I think that's one of the main reasons why I've kind of always wanted to do music anyway, because I... I kind of see it as a healing thing and something that is so powerful that, you know, speaks many languages and, you know, yeah. Takes I, I many really ships and forms. Yes, exactly. It's like Transformer style. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It's just been, yeah, it was really, yeah, it's interesting to just wear your heart on your sleeve in that way, but um, I'm happy to do it. I think it's important to yeah, no, to do that. Yeah, and do you think that, uh, you know, with your rock now, do you think that, uh, say, if you had another project, uh, would there be any other sort of genres that you would, you know, you might switch next back to, you know what I mean? Or, or have tried and mix them all together and have this sort of mixing pot, like a big soup, you know, like yeah. a big home broth soup. You know the soup yes. that you love? And <laughs> yes. just brewing away, brewing away, you're mixing it all up, 
help me mix it there. Show me how we mix the soup. <laughs> it's a fucking massive bowl of soup, all right? So we're mixing yeah. away. So do you feel that you, you, you all do that uh, uh, or you won't do it or... Uh, actually, interesting you ask me because I am thinking about some new projects at the minute. There you um, go. There you go. But yeah, um, I have been doing a bit of a. It's a complete. It's not even a mixture of the stuff. It's actually really, really different compared to any of the stuff I've done. But it's um, it's kind of really chilled out, uh, electronic stuff. <laughs> and I've been working with um, a guy called Steve Jones. Do you know Steve Jones? He, he's from Northern Ireland. Glass as well. wings. Uh, no. he used to play in air for a bit. Um, right. and he lives in, he lives in London now, but, um, Definitely. he's an amazing musician, um, and producer guy as well. So we've done a little bit of, um, really interesting stuff, but it's, it's been cool because, um, he's, he's like really into all the analog, like drum machines and things. And then Brilliant. he's an amazing guitarist as well. So I've, I just kind of, whenever we've been jamming previously, he'll come up with the beat and then I'll play a bit of keys and then he'll play a bit of guitar and then I'll start, you know, writing all these ridiculous lines. That <laughs> do, you work like, at, do you work at, do you share ideas in, uh, over Zoom and, or is it, do you sort of... Uh, we like... haven't done as much on Zoom actually and that's something that we need to do but um, we've just been kind of, well, we've, we've just been doing it through Logic so you can share the projects yeah. and we basically have just been doing those kind of things but, um, yeah. but... that's been really fun. And then, yeah, I just want to do a dance project as well. Yeah, so it's like, like it's like a virtual jam as such, you know, just staring yeah, through much. the universe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and well, then maybe that's the next thing we're going to see in Ibiza, giving all the, you know, the headphones on and giving all the yeah. shaking and, and, <laughs> and pumping out the, the rhythms and beats. But are you yeah. enjoying that there, you know? Because as you say there, Ron, we've been, you've been through many different genres. Is that, uh, is, you know, dance is a, a massive, uh, a massive... Uh, a massive love of a lot of uh, yeah. people out there now, as you know yourself, and because uh, you can see it. Years ago, um, you had had certain festivals, and there were certain types of bands that played certain types of music. Now you have yeah. uh, DJs headlining festivals that were once sort of uh, a certain program, and it's changing. Yeah. And there's still room for all the you know the, the world music, uh, the the blues, the rock and roll, and and but the dance seems to uh, from say. 20 years ago where it was all hidden and it was all about raves and everything else now it's become a commercial massive entity and, and is it something you, you, you're you looking forward to enjoying well you go under a different name like some is it pseudos they call the word what kind yeah. of name well, if you were going out under a name just for the good people out there let's let on we don't know the name and maybe you do know the name but yeah. let's just say if I asked you to make up a name what name would you say actually that's a really good point uh, what, what name would I say um I probably use that 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 phrase, um, which means being happy. What I don't know how to say it. It's the Swedish word hege. Is that how you say it? H y g g e. It means finding beauty in all the everyday things. So 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 right. So we're calling it. So if it's called eggy. Explain that again to me there. Just uh, so um, egg. I, I think it's it's spelled H y g g e. So I think it's hege or I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's basically a Swedish word that is supposed to mean um, how you enjoy, like, so uh, it's taking really full enjoyment out of everyday moments. So it's just Brilliant. like, you know, where you're sitting, really, really reveling in the, the joys of life, basically. So if you're peeling, <laughs> if you're peeling the spud, you're really enjoying peeling the spud. Is that yeah, what you're saying? Enjoying yeah, enjoying how it feels, like yeah. being mindful and then also 
sharing quality time with loved ones. Like, yeah. so if I'm peeling the potato while my loved ones are around, you know, just <laughs> enjoy, enjoy, enjoying the, the moment. Yeah. No, no, brilliant. It sounds brilliant. And so see, you know, um, with the uh, femme focus, you know, that you have now and with all the different sort of artists uh, coming in from the different bands and all, um, has that given you a new sort of a, a new zest? You know, sometimes when you just, New, new 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 bands get together and you seem to all click together you know what I mean like you even yeah. pumped out uh, an Adele song yes <laughs> yeah which is did, uh, yeah. you know and uh, like and your own tunes and uh, you know where you had artists uh, just tuning into your own tunes and, and sounding you know give it you know different energy what was you yeah. know for you uh, all the different players was it an nervous thing to do you know what I mean when they would have come about you you haven't played with anybody ever before and it's all online yeah yeah, it is it is a bit nerve wracking actually, um initially, but I think yeah, it's it's been quite cool actually because you yeah, it's it's it is interesting because whenever I'm getting all the videos back, so for all the fan focus things, essentially everybody records their things and then sends it to me. And then I also we basically record via this program called Splice, which is um you basically can upload the files and then share the projects. Yeah, brilliant. Basically, brilliant. Um, and yeah, and then I just end up like um, actually the drums have been mixed by Ree and her, well, Ree's partner, the girl who plays the drums, and then I just mix everything else and edit all the videos together. So I get really excited about that whole you know process. process. Do you I'm like that sort of process? You know. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I do. Like you know, I obviously much prefer being in a room with people and actually, you know, getting a sense for people's personalities and things. But yeah, but at if, least, as you say, if it's the way it is now, it is the way it is. And yeah. I mean, you've adapted to that in, uh, in a positive way. You've been online, you've got out there to the people. And now uh, to the world, you have warriors that's out there uh, yeah. to the whole big world, you know what I mean? So yeah. Uh, where, where are you at at the minute then with that yourself and, uh, you know, what are your sort of, what's your thinking next, you know, is it going to be a Rouge album or is it going to be, like you spoke earlier on about, you know, Into the Dance World and yeah. when, you, when you want to do Rouge again, you'll decide to do it and you'll get the people in and you'll do it and uh, here yeah. it comes again or what what what, what do you think? Um, I think I'm still trying to figure it out because um, I obviously, I put so much time and energy into Rouge and I definitely want stuff to, you know, to move forward yeah. um but yeah i think in some ways this time has been actually quite exhausting in a way um yeah. because although you know i feel like everything's been really you know i've been so i do feel really positive and i've really enjoyed every moment that i've you know put out there but also i think i just need to take a wee break <laughs> and yeah. then and then you know uh yeah eventually get a bit of time to like push you, you need a, again. yeah you need to recharge your, your yourself again and just yeah uh, and and as i say because all that type of thing is going to take up energy you're there you're doing and then these are new skills you've learned lots of people online are learning new skills now and yeah. what what they've become and for yourself uh like you're now a vegetarian yes yeah yeah I, I was always pretty much vegetarian actually there you go <laughs> and uh so and so like have you done more cooking you know have you uh, yes you know, actually yeah. yeah i have um i'm do i'm actually trying veganism this week <laughs> um yeah so no i've been i've been really enjoying um cooking and yeah 
doing lots of different kind of like studying and stuff as well. Yeah. But, and what, yeah. A, what about the hobby? Is he a vegetarian as well or? or... Uh, he is, yes. Yeah. So that's <laughs> yeah. handy for you then. You cook for two. All the yes. time, yeah. Yeah. Well, he cooks for me as well. He cooks good. as well. Right? There you yeah. go. There we go. Yeah. And and uh, who's the I best? Who's who's the best cook? Ah, uh, probably me. You <laughs> 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 uh, would say the same, to be fair. Yeah, and to yeah. see the like, uh, so the whole veganism, right? It's become very, you know, well, from my day, it was popular. There's not, there wasn't many about, it, but now it's very popular, and everybody seems to be in sync with it, and it's all about, uh, you. Know, you know, saving the world and the planet and all around it. And for you, the likes of, uh, uh, you know, doing your yoga now and your whole meditation and all, it's nearly like one big sort of, uh, one big, you know, big big round ball as such. They all interconnect, you know what I mean? And you seem to be very passionate about them interconnections, you know what I mean? Uh, Yeah. Like, and also to your back at university. Let let us know what yes. are you studying at the minute in university? Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm studying physiotherapy. Deadly. So yes, there'll um, not be there'll not be a cramped leg, there'll not be a cramped leg or a sore arm in your band ever again. No, you know, no, what, I'll be taking care of it. <laughs> so what attracted you to 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 that, uh, Shana? And uh, I suppose because um, initially, whenever I did the complementary therapies, interestingly, Stella was the one who inspired me to be a complementary therapist. There you go. Because um, I can remember seeing the fit map with her reflexology and I was always really, I'm, I'm sure Stella maybe will remember, I'm not sure, but I asked her a lot of questions back back in my yeah. back in my youth. Yeah. And, um, yeah. yeah. And yeah, so I think that was the initial well, I, yeah, I was always very into like how the body works and how to like, you know, healing and stuff like this. Um, and then when the lockdown initially hit, then I ended up working in um, a brain injury hospital, actually, as a physiotherapy assistant. And when I was there, I was there for four months. Um, and just during that time, I was like, actually, this is pretty epic stuff, you know, being able to see, you know, like there were people that I seen whenever I first got there that were, you know, unable to walk. And then by the end of it, they were able to walk out of there. And it was just life changing kind of stuff that was happening with the physiotherapy. And I was like, I definitely want to learn more about how I could do that for someone as well. Yeah, well, you were at the front line then. Was that just when the pandemic broke? You were at the front line of what, what was going on and you were in there helping people when yeah. everything was at the most chaotic. Is, is that right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it was kind of, um, well, I think I started working at the end of April. So, yeah, it was kind of two months into lockdown, essentially. Um, yeah, and it was pretty chaotic because, well, we had to wear all the full PPE, the masks and the, you know, gloves and gowns and stuff. Um, but it was, I feel like I was quite lucky, actually, because I didn't have to work on um, the COVID wards as such, but... There were a few times whenever I maybe had to, but they yeah. because I was kind of the the new one. They were like, "Oh well, don't worry, Shauna, you can just avoid that bit." But yes, I was in the front line essentially. Yeah, from your your background, the world you were on, you know, like even just back to the darkness, touring with them, and all of a sudden you're at the front line of, uh, you know, what essentially is people uh, that aren't well, and you're looking after them, and you said about, uh, you know brain and spinal injuries and different things you know for you know the role that you want to go into um yet again uh to me uh it's another sign that uh of the personality that you are uh as i said earlier on a kind person bubbly uh will go out of the way for our people and uh there you are 
yet again in a world that if anyone works in the NHS or any field to, to help the curing of individuals or, or, or people, uh, they're good people and, uh, you know, there you are attracted again to helping people, which is, uh, you know, I applaud you for it, you know what I mean? Because uh, it's, uh, it's a strange leap from, you know, you go from Angel Fall to Silhouette to Turn with Snow Patrol to the darkness and then bang, and when a pandemic happens, you kind of switch your thought pattern. And I'm sure it'll give you good yeah. inspiration for writing songs in the future. Yeah, no, it definitely will. Like I have... Um yeah, I like I have been writing a little bit and it's just been nice to, yeah, it's good to, I think it's really important to just get out and experience things and do things that you've, yeah, that adapt to what's going on. Yeah, and you jumped out of your comfort zone, like definitely there, yeah. you know, you know. And, it was uh, very scary, to be honest. I was like, oh my gosh, it was quite cool actually because I, I got a set of keys and I felt really powerful. I was like, look at <laughs> Had me. you got the keys now? Ching, yeah, ching. I was walking around the hospital being like, oh wow, I'm working in a hospital. Dr. Keys. Shauna, Dr. Shauna, <laughs> Dr. Shauna, we have a slip disc, Dr. Shauna. Uh, I was uh, like... Uh, I'll go get a better professional who knows what they're doing here. Um, oh, my arm, yeah. my arm, settle down. We'll get you a sling. Uh, how long is the course then? You know, how long will you be studying? Is it like a, a few uh, years or? Yes, three years. So I've nearly done my first year now. Brilliant. Yeah. So it's crazy. But yeah, it's good. I'm loving it. But I will, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be doing some more music as well. So either, uh, Ruiz will be doing some stuff at some point, but um. I also, yeah, just need to get some more funding, actually. I don't know about now, but I know there was a lot of artists in that Resilience Fund and the Arts Council did come through for a lot of different art forms. It was a yeah. very powerful thing for a lot of... And it actually showed how many different art forms is out there, John, as you know, anyway, and the different yeah. uh, styles and different things it, it takes to, you know, even set up a gig, as you know, how many yeah. people it takes. Uh, yeah. So what's the plans then? We know you've uh, rock and rolled, which you have, and you're still rock and rolling. And uh, uh, you know the uh, the drum off you and Clad had in the video. Um, Shakes wasn't it? Shakes? No. Uh, uh, was it Bird Song? Where the tunes uh, were facing off in oh, the drums. It was um, Miss You in the Dark. Miss You in the Dark. Yes, uh, that's it. Deadly, deadly video. Uh, as I say that. Drums are powerful on it, and and the whole. Uh, I'm not sure, but the whole. Uh, I was looking at it, and I didn't know if you were madly in love, or you were raging each other, or what was the crack, or what was it all about, uh, and uh, how did it come uh, about? Because it was a, it was really cool looking, and uh, as I thought, yeah. like you know, uh, you just imagine a samba band just coming out of the corner. Uh, but you've had yeah. so many great things happen to you up to now, which is brilliant. Yeah. You'll have many other great things happen to you in life, no matter what it is. You have yeah. learned along the way uh, many new skills, as you say, and uh, you've probably didn't think that you'd be editing videos and playing with people in the rooms from wherever uh -huh. parts of Bristol they're in. Uh, That's true. And uh, I do hope in the future that uh, uh, the, the the scene picks up for you in Bristol. I'm sure it will, because it's a, it, is a, it is a city that's only an hour away from the mighty Glastonbury. It's yes. where a lot of people fall in, isn't it? Before they yeah. would go to play Glastonbury, yeah, and uh, so you're in you're in a good area. And uh, I hope I hope you enjoyed being with us tonight. Uh, uh, you were a, a I would say splendid guest. You too, Massive thank love you. to you in Bristol and your other half and your groovy lights behind you. You've been a star. You. Uh, anything you're doing, let me know, and hopefully we'll get you here in real the next time. And yes. we can get a few, uh, you're going to do a few tunes for us and we'll get all out with the podcast after. Give yourself a round of applause. Thank you very much, Shana. Yeah.
We were going to try a thing in yoga. I think it was called a tree. Now that I'm going to try and do it with you, I'll probably fall over and you'll do I'll it all right. I'll probably fall over as well. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> no, you'll not fall over. For everyone out there, we're going to stand up now and uh, we're going to try this. Uh, I've got uh, a sippity. Uh, I've got my sippity man on the right-hand side. Yeah. I think right. so. Right. Hold on. I see where I am. Can I give yeah. it a go here? I see. Can you see? Right. Hold on. Ooh. Uh, what, is the, what, is the, what is the call this again? The the uh, uh, the tree, is that right? It's tree pose, right? yeah. Right, so we're ready. Are you all right? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Just making yeah. sure my... Yeah. All right, are you ready? Yeah. One, two, three. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh. oh, yeah, you're supposed to put your hands up, aren't you? Is that all right? You're probably yeah, doing yeah. it better than me. No, I was just doing like... Prayer position, that's but actually, it. should that's be above it. the head. No, 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 I was done prayer, right? Hands up, right? So now we're down again. Nice. Oh, are you there? Yeah, I'm back. Namaste. Namaste. <laughs>